That is Dermot Kennedy, something to someone at 92.9, 12 past 7. JB here this morning. Thanks to the all-new Canon XU at Country Autos. Check it out with voiced activation and the five-star ANCAP safety rating corner of Hercules and Bridge Street, West Hamworth. Morning, Olivia. How are you? Good morning, JB. I am wonderful. How are you? Very well, thank you. I realise I forgot the bloody socks this morning. Oh. We wanted to see how many we could put on our I feet I knew I couldn't rely seconds. on you. I should have brought my own in. <sighs> Instead, I just brought about four layers. <laughs> you have. You. It wasn't even that cold this morning. It's 10 degrees. You know what, though? Like, I'm wearing a dress today, and in the morning, it's like, uh, I just, I just put trackies on. Under my dress. I look so stylish right now. And I, and I dressed up. And you were in a, like a suit. <laughs> I, I walked in today and I was like, okay, something's happening. Because JB's literally in a really fancy shirt and a fancy tie. Hair's looking spick. Like, I was like, where are you going? A job interview? He's leaving us. Everyone gets so suspicious. Always. Because I see how you dress every other day. <laughs> no, you dress and you do dress nice. Thank I, you. I, I, I've got to say, you dress nicer than some of the people I see at press conferences. I got, <laughs> I got a complex now because Ames kind of roasted me last week about how I dress. What? What did she went, say? Buddy, steady on. Well, Ames can't talk. <laughs> she's she's beautiful, but she wears many colourful clothes. <laughs> she does. Like rainbow cardigans and sparkly shoes. I mean, I'm from Melbourne. I wear black every day, but I'm trying to change that up. You are. The purple number you wore last week. Got a lot very of compliments nice. on that. Yeah, very yeah, nice. I'm trying to bring some colour into my wardrobe. Very regal. Oh, the, the purple. Well, you know what? My morning days are over of the Queen, but the purple lives on. It does. Mm. I like it. Yeah, because we're going to try it. There was a Canadian girl that put on like 22 pairs of socks in 30 yeah. seconds. So I was, and I put I'm on. I'm going to beat it. I put on my Golden Gay Time socks Did this you? morning too. Have you seen them? Oh, I love that. I've got banana ones. I should bring my banana socks oh, in. Oh, okay. Yeah. What are they? pink. Oh. With, but they're pink with yellow bananas. Oh, very colourful. Yeah. yeah I'll Something wear Ames them. would wear. Um, yeah. She might for a wee no. Um, yeah. I, I was putting on the Golden Gay Time socks this morning. I was looking at my pile of socks I and it had. It didn't trigger you to remember? Well, I did, but then I put my shoe on oh, and, and then done. forgot. Yeah, done. Totally forgot. Did so, that take 30 seconds though? To put the shoes on. And the socks? Yeah. 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 I don't know if you're going to win the competition. No, I don't but think I'm so. Up. I'll give it a try. Same. I'm All competitive. Right. I'll make a note. I'll remember it tomorrow. Yes, we'll bring please. It in. All right. The brain starter. We'll get to that. The answer right after this from Lincoln Park Shadow of the Day. Lincoln Park Shadow of the Day at 19 past seven right here at 92.9. JB for breakfast. Thanks to Nathan and the team at Country Auto's GWM Havel. Yes, sir. We're chatting about magpies. Mm. Um, and this came up on my Facebook feed yesterday afternoon, strangely, after we were chatting about birds on this show yesterday. It was, it was a phone spying on me mm-hmm. again, I think. Did you know that crows not only hold grudges, but they tell their friends and family, their crow friends and family, about the grudges? Sounds like me. They use little, like, crow language, like... It would make a lot of sense. They're pretty evil. Well, they're apparently, well, look, I'll take evil and I'll up you with intelligent, apparently. They're very intelligent, oh. crows are. Um, and apparently crow experts, because, you know, once I get that little bit of trivia information, I have to You've investigate it. Of totally. course, of course. Apparently, they reckon that crows kind of like hold trials no. amongst the birds 
to create like to come up with a uh, with a a punishment that's acceptable for what's going on on a person or another bird. I think on another bird. I don't. That would explain think the fights people. that we've been yeah. having at the windows. Yeah, full brawls. Yeah. Imagine a crow going to its fam. Hey, bruv, I don't like this human. Yeah. Let's get it. Yeah. What do you What do you think is a suitable punishment? Well, it's the got judge... to be a beak into the eye. That's it. Yeah. What else are you going to do? You haven't got any arms. They're on no, the ground. True. That's a good point. Yeah. What, uh, what, what else can you do? <laughs> what punishments have they got? <laughs> oh, oh, squawk really loud in the bird's ear. <laughs> yeah. Wake him up at do like 5 a.m. in the morning and they'd have to. They'd have, Where yeah. Though? I've never seen them. They'd have like a little like hole or something, like I'm sure, on the slit. side of it. Yeah. What <laughs> freaks me out is the way the birds look at the side of you. Like, you know, they're watching you. I was going to say Carissa, yes, my sister yeah. has birds that fly in her house when she leaves her back door oh. open. They, I don't know, I think Hurley, her husband, was feeding them and now they think they own the house. There's always birds in the um, Woolworths here, the East Point one next to Dan Murphy's. Oh, is There's there? Always, yeah, I, I think was there just yesterday. I didn't see any. I'm obviously a lot more observant. Or oh, they're not in well, there at the moment, I don't know. But there's always little birds flying around there. Birds Next time you go shop and have a look. life out of me. Especially when they're in a building. Like, like you just know bizarre. that they're coming for you. Yeah. Especially that's, that's what scares me. Like, I like, I like my eyes too much. Bloody magpies. Don't, don't get me started on them. I want to be killed. Hey, what do you think the answer is for our brain starter? 69% of men have a secret crush on this person. Who is it? I saw this and you know what I thought straight away? <laughs> what? Is it me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, no. Oh, uh, I feel like that's a lie. Anita, um, Anita went Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, no, no. Actually, my friend has a crush on Putin. Oh, God, I really? I know. I'm not going to say her name, but it's a lot. Oh, it's a her? Yeah. I thought it was like a, a bro masculinity no, crush no, on, on Putin. No, she fancies him on the horse. Oh, God. I know, Vom. Can we? Can I get her on air? This turns into this. Oh my gosh, she going would a bit, kill me. This is going a bit down the Jerry Springer path now. She would but kill get, me. Get her on the phone. I'll have a chat with her. That'd be good. Uh, any idea? Sixty-nine percent of men yeah, have a secret a, crush on this what's person. Men? Could their colleague? Uh, their boss? No. Oh, nah. It's not mm. a specific person. Oh. It's more a category of. People, so I'm not looking for like a celebrity. It's not like oh, like a teacher. If you are through Rihanna, no, it's like yeah, something like a teacher. Oh, like an occupation. No, oh, you, I'll give you the answer. Oh, sixty nine percent of men have a secret crush on their best friend's partner. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Oh, no, not at all. Really? There I was are so many. No, like there are so many men that crack on to their friends' misses. Yep. Really? Yep. Wow. Could name at least five that I know here. <laughs> oh, wow. We're going to have to have some. Tea. We're going to have to turn the mics off and have a bit of a chat while these ads are on, <laughs> I think. What gossip have you got? Lots. Jeez. Uh, there we go. We'll have another JB Brainstarter again tomorrow, 7.23 here at 92.9. I'm going to get the goss and, and play some ads. Harvey Norman Betting Tamworth is your... Good morning, Ames. Good morning, JB. 21. That's like the perfect temperature. Oh, it is, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Tw- I went out for a walk on the weekend. Yeah. I did a really long walk as well. I walked everywhere yeah. on the weekend. You've I went been for a everywhere, walk. man. And I would walk 500 miles. No? Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. Other walking songs. 
These boots were made for walking. <laughs> um, Pink's Walk Me Home. Which I can't remember the... Walk may- me home in the dead of night. Yeah. Hey, well done. Maybe not quite as iconic walking song as the other ones. No. That's why we couldn't rattle it off of yeah. the top of our head <laughs> like the other three. But I'm sure we've done Too that. Too early in the morning for me to be singing. <laughs> I'm sure we've done a nine at nine of walking songs. Surely. But anyway, um, I went for a big walk on the weekend. I yep. walked longer than I was actually originally going to walk because the weather was that good. And I went, I wonder what the temperature actually is. Yep. So when it gets to this temperature, in the future, I can go out walking and, and know I'm going to enjoy it this much. Oh, and was it 21? My... It was. Do you know it was, it was 23 tw- in Gunnedah? On the weekend? Hot. Yes. Yeah, but you had all the disgusting, muddy river water. Oh, yeah, and I was, walk- I was out with the drone. The... I was taking photos and it was yeah. just hot. And I was like, ugh. Humid mosquitoes yeah. hanging around. Bog monsters in the yeah, flood water. Yeah, look, crocs in the water crocs as well. In the water. Thank you, Nick. You know. Um. <laughs> hey, we're going to chat about asteroids in a moment. And, okay. And blowing them up. That got intense. This is going to be fast. one very intense discussion. Don't you worry about that. I have got the Armageddon soundtrack from Aerosmith ready to go <sighs> for this one. You know the song. I don't want to uh, miss yeah. a thing yep. from Armageddon. Yep. With Liv not Tyler? In, not Independence Day. No, no. <laughs> like I said the other week. <laughs> we'll chat about that after this from Dean Lewis. Hurtless. By the way, if you want to give this stress test a go, 676 10 seconds on the clock, I'll give you a category. Name five things in that category in 10 seconds and 25 bucks at Sports Power and Tour World at the Atrium. All yours. The number 676 That is Dean Lewis, Hurtless at 92.9, 848. JB here, thanks to Nathan and all the team at Country Auto's GWM Havel. Get in there, check out the all-new Canon X and take it for a test drive today. Uh, NASA are doing stuff with asteroids today. Okay. I just got to play Aerosmith first. Yeah, they're going to fly something into an asteroid to put it off kilter. Okay, well, that makes sense. I mean, look. Isn't that how the world ends, though? Mm. <laughs> Isn't that how the movies go? No. Not, I don't, <laughs> have they not tried that? They're not, not learnt from the movies. Not, not a big reader of Nostradamus, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, uh, the dart is what it's called. It's going to smash into an asteroid 9.6 million kilometres away. Okay. It's going to smash into it at 22,500 kilometers per hour. And go boom. And go boom at a whopping cost of $431 million. So... Bang! So is this, I'm assuming the asteroid's coming towards Earth. They're I, not just doing this for funsies? It's the target asteroid, Demon... Dimorphus. <laughs> Dimorphus. Very is, good asteroid name. It is, isn't it? Well, I want to name a dog Dimorphus. A rabbit Dimorphus. Do it. Come here, Dimorphus. A, a big black one. Yeah. Yes. And you'd think it's a dog, and then this little rabbit hops yes. over to you. That's cool. We're done. <laughs> I'll work on that. Uh, it's 163 meters in diameter, while the spacecraft is 19 meters. Uh, the spacecraft weighs 570 kilos compared to the asteroid's 5 billion kilos. I'm no rocket scientist. How did they... That doesn't add up! How did they figure that out? Like, did they just... Oh, let me just stop you from hurtling through space and let me weigh you. 
Well, scientists expect the impact... This isn't going to work. No. Why didn't they consult with us first? I know, And right? our amazing space knowledge. I know. Us, the space scientists here at 92.9 in Tamworth, honestly. Um, they reckon that the impact's going to carve out a crater on the asteroid, hurl streams of rocks and mm -hmm. dirt into space, and then alter the orbit. No. It's not going to work. No. Not going to work, is it? I, I want to know why they're doing it. Do they say why is it coming? Is it going to hit us? Uh, look, no, no, I don't right. think. I don't think this one. I don't. So they're think just doing so. it for it's fun. Just, it's just a test. Yeah, pretty much. A very expensive test. A very expensive test to see whether it works to shape how humans defend Earth against potential asteroid collisions in the future. Uh, I wish there was a webcam in here. <laughs> My face right it now. It ain't going to work. Well, no. This is happening at 9.14am, so in about 25 minutes' time. The world might end in we'll we'll 20 minutes' time. Hope <laughs> look, hopefully we get the answer for the 9 at 9 before that happens. Know, right. Look good. Feel good. Good, thanks. How are you, mate? Yeah, very well. Very well. Thanks so much for being available this morning to have a chat with me. Yeah, no worries. Anytime. Fantastic. Got a couple of uh, issues going on with uh, Liam and Scotty, the builders at the moment, guys. Yeah, just a few. Um, look, I think these issues have stemmed from the fact that um, just different expectations, I think, at the start, and it just kind of snowballed into a bit of a curly one now where we've got one of our chippies um, swiping some tiles, um, and we've had to have a bit of a confrontation this week, which is a bit unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, very much so. It seems like a couple of the other contestants are having some issues with uh, with their tradies as well. It's kind of like tradies gone wild a little bit at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely think there should be a spin-off show about it. <laughs> Look, it's a bit of an issue is tradie shortage. So, like, it's gone of the days where you can pick and choose and yeah. you just kind of have to deal with what you've got. But that's okay. Like, we're still, you know, working on the build and creating a beautiful home. Yeah, that's it, exactly. I mean, it, it, it's good at least so you've got a little bit of backing there from uh, from the foreman as well. Yeah, it helps keep them down a great, so it helps when they're... They, and they see a lot more than we do. Yeah. Um, obviously, when we're not on site or when the builders aren't on site, they, yeah, they've got the the view of the 360, so, yeah, we it's good to get their support. And every day is a different day. It just depends if you're on the right side of the foreman law. Yeah, yeah, very true. Hey, the dining and living area last week, uh, it was it was a huge area to cover. I didn't realise how big it was till the camera, when the judges were uh, judging it, really panned out for that wide shot. It was huge. Yeah. Dude, it, was, it, was, it's was, ginormous. Imagine being on a seven-metre scarf at three yeah. o'clock in the morning with the wind splashing, you know, the windows outside. It's bloody scary. It's the biggest living and dining room of the biggest house of the biggest block ever, and we did it. <laughs> do, do you think you bit off a bit too much uh, for you to chew? Was it a too big a space? Absolutely. <laughs> it's like the key feature of the home, so, yeah, you've got to give it a crack, but, yeah, just a massive space. Or up against it from the start just because it's kind of quite cold and, and it's hard for the plaster to dry in that area too. So by the time all of that area got plastered, it was about Friday, um, Saturday afternoon. And then obviously we've got the reveal on Sunday morning. So, yeah, it was um, a tough one. 
I love the stone wall, but the judges kind of just sort of breezed over that. It was a bit it was unfortunate. <laughs> I know. The amount of tears, blood, sweat, yeah. and tears over that wall and how upset we were to try to get it to the top and all of that kind of stuff was a bit sad. But at the end of the day, like I've said before, this house isn't for the judges. It's for a yeah. buyer. So yeah. I'm so glad that we got it up to the top because it really does the home justice. Yeah, it was a great wall. And then I think, like, when the judges judged it, I think Darren had a whinge that it wasn't grouted or something like that. And then it moved on. I was like, is that it? Is that is that all, all you got to say? And it's a negative. Really? Like, that's it? Jeez, it's I know. tough. We did get a lot of feedback after that one. That the judges were quite harsh for that week. But we're kind of used to it. We kind of sometimes have an up week. And then yeah. we get absolutely pants. So we just never really know until we're standing there. Like idiots getting judged. <laughs> <laughs> now, this week, they call it Hell Week. I sort of call it the more sort of essentials week more than anything. You're doing all, like, the hallways and the laundries and the powered powder rooms and stuff like that. I mean, it's 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 kind of the boring stuff, but the essential stuff as well. How do you tackle this? Like, you know, everyone in a house says, oh, what's your kitchen look like? What's your bathroom? But all those things, I mean, they're there, but you don't... I mean, they get overlooked, don't they? Yeah, you definitely... They get overlooked, but you've got to put so much thought into every decision, but you've got no time to do it. So you're sort of making all these decisions on the run. But obviously the hallway is a really important part of the house because it connects all the spaces. So there's got to be a big focus on what to do there. And um, you've obviously seen we make bold decisions, Shaz. Um, I back your styling the whole way. So, yeah, you just got to back your decision and run with it. Yeah, and it's just kind of like we've got the same amount of weeks this year and this season that we have in every other year, but the spaces are just so much bigger. So you just, yeah, working your butts off, pulling all-nighters, a couple of all-nighters in a row, and, yeah, we get there. We get there. No, that's it, exactly. You sound like you're a bit worse for wear at the moment, Sharon. Are you okay? <laughs> We're <laughs> Pulled an all-nighter. Late at the moment, it's my brother's um, wedding. So uh, we're here kind of in Adelaide, so we're half an hour behind. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. quarter to six in the morning, but it's so fine. No, fair enough. Still I... recovering from the block. <laughs> no, fair enough. <laughs> hey, guys, thank you so much for the chat this morning. Thank you so much. All the best. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Take care. Take care. 825 and the Mayor for Tamworth Regional Council, Russell Webb, joins me for a chat this morning. Russell, thank you so much for your time. How are you? Oh, wonderful. Good morning and good morning to all our listeners out there on this great day. Yeah, it is. It's looking like a lovely day today. Possible thunderstorms, but we'll see what happens there. Um, you've put in a bit of a late uh, memorandum of understanding, I understand, for um, opening up some potential affordable housing, I understand. If you want to give us a bit more details about that, yeah. Look, <clears throat> I had the uh, had the chance to catch up with the, uh, the the boss of Crown Lands from Sydney last week. Yeah, and we had some great discussions, and uh, so I put forward a mural minute for tonight um, yep. to try and develop a, a memorandum of understanding with the uh, local Aboriginal Lands Council, uh, Land and Housing, which is a government agency, yep. and Crown Lands themselves, so we can all work together to try and pull some parcels of land that. Crown Lands have identified as being available or potentially available uh, to do some affordable housing projects on. Yeah. So that's uh, that's a bit exciting, I think. Yeah. Um, we do have a problem with uh, a shortage of affordable housing yeah. and some social housing and, and general housing in 
in in all yeah. terms is everybody's flat out trying to get houses built. So there is yeah. a shortage of tradies and all the rest yes. of it. But actually getting some of this stuff, getting some of this land into a situation where it becomes affordable for people mm-hmm. and, and some projects that the government will support um, in that area, in yeah. that space, is very, very important. So I'll put that forward tonight and hopefully that'll get uh, get the nod from my fellow councillors. Yeah. And if that happens, then we'll be moving forward with some uh, a number of meetings to try and get things happening. Yeah, that kind of leads <coughs> us into the next point, which is on the discussion tonight at the, uh, the council meeting, the South Tamworth Motel, I'm pretty sure it's called, uh, that one being available for um, for opening that up for accommodation for the homeless, I understand, is going to be on the agenda tonight. Yeah, look, <coughs> excuse me, um, that, that motel's on 303 Gunnaganoo Road and, of course, it's it's attracted quite a bit of community interest. So it, it's currently a motel. Yeah. They're looking to turn it into a, uh, in, well, not much different to a motel, but a, yeah. a place where uh, it can be managed by an organisation called Homes North where it can be managed in such a way that people that are, are homeless mm-hmm. uh, can go there uh, and stay there for a while, a short period, short stay, yeah. until they can find themselves somewhere to be, you know, have some more permanent accommodation. Yeah. So it's it's just one of those fill-in things. Now, I do know that they already do this. Mm. They already carry out these, this now. They do this with motels all across town. Yeah. They, get, they go and hire rooms that they put people into it. Very, very expensive. Yeah. Taking on a project like this will reduce the costs. Yeah. Um, on the way they manage and operate the this facility, uh, for keeping for giving people yeah uh, some accommodation that are actually homeless, uh, it's it's something that's probably been around um, since Adam was a boy, but in the last few years we've seen homelessness uh, and the need for accommodation for people yeah. to grow. There's just such a shortage of it, yeah. And we see it on we see news stories on the yeah. on the on the television where people have been. Um, had to get out of houses because the house has been sold and they're living yeah. in their car. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just not acceptable yeah. in today's world. No. So this group is trying to uh, put something together to try and facilitate some better outcomes for the, those types of circumstances. So, yeah, there is some concern around the uh, community about what's going to happen there, but I think if we had a look at it in uh, with our eyes open, we'd realise that it's probably just a, a way of trying to provide some yeah. better outcomes for a lot of people that are desperately in need. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it. Uh, in a draft environmental plan being discussed tonight as well, I understand. We've got a um, environmental sustainability strategy action plan for the future. Yeah. Uh, it's quite interesting. We did some surveys around the community and, and found that people were obviously concerned about water management and efficiency, uh, waste management, uh, Look, talking about trying to get people to increase our recycling components. Mm. Uh, biodiversity, renewable energy uptake, uh, those sorts of things, uh, urban green spaces people have spoken about. So we've got this plan put together with a number of themes. One's water, one's waste, one's energy, one's circular economy, one is a natural environment, uh, one is a transportation and mobility. So that, that talks about um, probably getting some more, uh, I guess, footpaths and cycleways in place and increasing the connectivity uh, and yeah. the, lessening the reliance on single-use vehicles, yeah. uh, sustainability governments and climate change and mitigation. So water's a very important one for us, always is. There's plenty around at the moment. It's not always going to be the case, so we need to work out what we can do there. But I think the one that we're focusing on and a lot of people are focusing on is is waste yeah. and um, the objectives and focus 
on how we can actually reduce the waste that we actually create and increase our recycling components. So if you if you go up to our landfill now, it's it's a very good landfill, uh, and there's just been some done work. There's a lot of work being done in that space now to try and increase what we can do to recycle the products that we don't currently recycle. Mm. So yes, we are recycling green waste, but we're looking at building an organics recycling yep. facility which will take all our food wastes uh, from business and from homes and along with the green waste and turn that into a compost that people can yep. use. So that's going to be a very exciting project, very expensive but very exciting. And of course, one of the other things that people are concerned about is energy. And we as a council are encouraging people to look at uh, in ways and means of reducing the, uh, the amount of energy they need. So it's about efficiency, and of course that in, in effect reduces the carbon emissions. Council's perspective, we're putting uh, quite a bit of renewable energy, um, like solar farm stuff, yeah. in around some of our high-energy use, uh, high use facilities, like pump stations and some of our buildings yep. to try and cut back uh, on the energy that we're pulling out of the grid. It does two things. One is it saves money, so, that, so they've got to be, there's got to be a payback period there, four or five years, but it also reduces the carbon emissions. So we're working very hard at that and we're working on plans to try and encourage everyone to get as involved in that as they can. So all those things uh, put together uh, will form a, a great plan for the future. Yep. Everything we do in this space is going to cost money. Yeah, yeah. So we have to do it slowly Yeah. But, and we have to do it, you know, we have to plan uh, to do that. But overall, in the longer term, I think the bit of money spent will certainly save money in the long term. Yeah. Just quickly before you go, uh, there was a bit of vandalism in some of the um, council public toilets over the weekend. Uh, Bicentennial Park, I think, and one of the parks in South Tamworth. That's got to be pretty disheartening. I mean, the amount of money you guys invest in this kind of infrastructure and then for um, some people to come in there and cause damage that the ratepayers then have to pay to repair. It's just ridiculous. Look, it is very disheartening, and and, and you're right. Every time somebody goes in and, and does some creates damage, somebody yeah. has to fix it. Yeah, yeah. And who pays for that? Yeah. Uh, people say the council pays for that. Well, hang on, the council haven't got any money. The council, the community has the money. They give the community to the council to manage the money through rates and other things. Yeah. So the community are paying for it. Yeah. Um, it's just um, it's just very disheartening and it really gives me the whoops yeah. when I see that happen because there's no ben- nobody gets any benefit no. out of that. It's just a, a mess. Yeah. Now, the toilets in Bicentennial Park are... Very good toilets. Yeah, been uh, done up recently. Yeah, yeah. And we're they're there to provide a service for people, you know, when they need to yeah. use a facility. Yeah. And of course, people go in and do this, and then they're out of action. Yeah. It's it's really it creates um, it creates a cost, but it also creates issues for people that are wandering around our city. Our visitors come and they see it. It doesn't yeah. look good. Yeah. Um, and when you need uh, when you need these facilities, you need them. You don't want them to be put out of action. Yeah. And we spend a lot of time and effort trying to make sure that the facilities we put around the region are where they're needed. Yeah. And then you get bloody vandals yeah. um, going and doing what they do. Uh, I just hope some of them are getting, being caught on CCTV so they can have their backsides kicked. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> Russell, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for coming in for a chat this morning. We'll catch up in a fortnight. Thank you. My pleasure. All the best.